Welcome to another episode of Oh Mr. Sheffield, the show where we talk about the nanny, that hit sitcom from the 90s, starring Fran Drescher. I am not Fran Drescher. I am Sean DePasquale, and I am here with... Toria Sheffield. That's right, and we're here to talk about season six, episode 15, Hachi mm-hmm. Machi, we're really flying through. Mm-hmm. This one is called... Maternal affairs. Or maternal affairs. Or maternal affairs. You say maternal, I say maternal. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't work there. Um, this one was directed by Peter Mark Jacobson, and it was written by Frank Lombardi, mm. uh, who's written some of my favorite episodes, and this one goes right on top of the pile because I loved it. I thought it was great. I had couple of issues i yeah i like overall, so, i thought it was pretty fun i'm figuring out like i definitely enjoyed the experience of watching it but i kind of have some like feelings about it in terms of nanny canon but we'll, we can talk about okay oh, so many feelings okay so okay. let's go through it here we go sylvia when we last left off nanny fine fran Drescher thought that her mother was cheating and we find out beginning of this episode she is. She, I was. I was up in a doctor. I was so, okay. I was convinced at the end of last week that like um, there was just going to be some big misunderstanding, and that like, nope. but but it was. I mean, I honestly have to say that it was pretty bold, and even dare I say it, progressive to have a major main character who is beloved on a sitcom cheating, which. Only, yeah. only because you know, we live in like a, a very puritanical world. This, this was 30 years ago. Like there were certain things that you just didn't do if you were like, quote, a good person on TV. Yeah. I think this is actually very realistic and nuanced and was actually like a really sophisticated um, angle for a, for a sitcom to take, you know, because it's, like, it's clearly not like Sylvia is a bad person. She's portrayed with actually a lot of compassion and sympathy in this confusing situation. But I, I was like, I, this, this almost feels French to me, you know, <laughs> like this is like just, you know, something that happens and we don't, it's not like, um, is the French version, la nanny, la nanny, la the Eiffel Tower. Oh, we love the nanny are in France. We love her so much. We hate Americans, but we love the nanny. We love the nanny and Jerry Lewis. You know, we love Jerry. Oh, <laughs> Jerry Lewis is one of the funniest people. Um, wow, can you imagine? If you were a French listener and you were like, I loved these guys and now they can fuck themselves. Okay, can you imagine though, if you got to just pick and choose any performers from any generation to put together in a vessel, a comedic <laughs> vessel, Fran Drescher and Jerry Lewis. <gasps> that would be incredible. Um, okay, but regardless, yes, okay. we picked up right where we left off last week, which is, you know, it's it very much seems like Sylvia is cheating on Morty and Fran is just like, just completely devastated. And Sylvia had left the kitchen and like gone home. And we literally pick up right where we w- left off. We're in the kitchen, like, Maybe an hour later, Fran's in the same clothes, and she's literally like lamenting to everybody that her mother is having an affair. And even Maxwell's like, "Well, we still don't know for sure, darling." But then Yetta comes in, and she's like, "I heard the news, Fran. Like, I can't believe it either." And then Fran's like, "Yeah, you know, I can't believe she's like stopping a doctor or whatever." And then, and then 
Yetta goes, my daughter's dating a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's very excited. Yeah. And then we cut to Sylvia in this doctor's office. And mm. this is where I was wondering if it was like even a dream sequence, maybe a nightmare that Fran was having, but it was actually all true. Um, Sylvia's sitting on the doctor's in like on the seat or whatever. And the doctor is like giving her gifts and kissing her hands and um, saying nice things to her. And the actor who plays the doctor is Joe Bologna, who is her real life husband. Joey Bologna? Yep. Joey Bologna. And they are creative collaborators. Um, So it was really cool, funny that he's playing her. um, Oh, It's not her her mistress. What's the male version? Her mister. Her mister. He's playing her mister. Mister, mister. Um, (laughs) What's that from? I don't know. Hey, mister, mister. Oh. That's a uh, he missed her. Uh, hmm. No, I'm thinking of hey, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we're out there. Um, okay, we, I we did like of- I did. Oh well, I guess I'll save it. Oh, see, this is why we never have anything we liked and dislike at the uh, line. Jesus, <laughs> that's why we never have any favorite lines because yes, because I like, shout them out. All right, I'm gonna hold it till the end. <gasps> hold that pee pee in. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that. Oh. Or Luffy. Okay, so anyway, so um, <laughs> um, so anyway, he's you know the doctor's talking to her, and he's like, you know, my kids are dying to meet you, Sylvia, um, and she's like, and, and he's like, and when am I going to get to meet your kids? And she's like, oh, well, you know, um, my daughters, they really respect my privacy, and they they wouldn't want to interfere until you know I'm ready to introduce them. Which is kind of interesting that it's like, you know, I'm kind of like, does this guy know that she's married? Um, he's serious enough about her that he's like telling his kids about her. Like this yeah. doesn't seem like a casual fling, right? No. And then No, this, he's like really into her, it seems mm-hmm. like so much so that he does a very selfless act in the end. Yes, yes. And well, yeah. so then as soon as Sylvia says, like, oh no, my daughters would never interfere, we cut to Fran at that same doctor's office giving him a fake name so she can pretend that she is a patient and like like learn more about him right and yes. do some investigating and she's literally and he's like well like w- you know what's wrong miss like babadu or <laughs> she like has some really random fake name and she's like i don't feel well i think i had some bad italian at an affair because <laughs> he is an italian doctor um and he's literally like, well, okay, like, let's try those reflexes. And he, like, hits her knee with one of those little hammers, and she literally smacks him on the head, which I thought was very <laughs> funny. Um, and then she very, like, passive-aggressively looks at a photo, and she's like, oh, you have a beautiful family and a beautiful wife. And then he's like, well, well I did. You know, she she passed nine years ago. And, and Fran instantly like kind of falters and like kind of like the wind has been knocked out of her sails mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, hating on this guy. And he ends up telling Fran like he's like how much he misses his wife, how much he loved her, how much he just misses the little things. And and you can tell that Fran is starting to realize that this guy like isn't the monster that she had built up in her head. Um, and then we cut to the B plot of this episode, <laughs> uh, which is I, and this is a combo we've never seen before. This is um, so good. Gracie and Cece, they like storm into the living room. And it turns out that Gracie had asked Cece to direct her school play. And Cece is like working the kids until two in the morning (laughs) and claiming that they suck and are garbage. And uh, also the plays Anthony and Cleopatra. Um, And (laughs) this is funny. She gets a call that the kid playing 
the like weak old messenger is grounded for cheating, which apparently she had encouraged. <laughs> and, and then she's like, who am I going to get to, you know, to play like a, a old, frail, pathetic man. And then Niles <laughs> literally comes in dragging back. He looks so sad. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, he walks in so depressed looking and like walking all, his shoulders are slumped. It's great. It's such yeah. a good beat. And he's like dragging bags of garbage. And so she like <laughs> decides to cast him. And my only note is, can a grown man unaffiliated to a high school be in the school play? <laughs> you know, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> no, I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Seems inappropriate. Um, but so, you know, I mean, look, he- to be fair, he's known Grace her whole life. So he's probably, the school probably knows him. He's probably had to pick the kids up before, you know? In fact, just, more often than not, probably. <laughs> it just seems like a school play should cast students. <laughs> well, they did. That's who left. But, okay. I mean, he, all right. I just think in real life it wouldn't have flown, but hey. Oh, now we're going to play the in real life it wouldn't have flown game? All right. Well, let me get my list out. <laughs> so then... Um, okay, so she cast Niles. And, that was the sound um, of my list hitting the table. It's very a heavy. Big list. It sounds like a ledger. My God. Um, so then Fran comes home and Thanks. she takes off her coat and she's like, "Oh, we are in trouble because like this doctor, he is charming and he's kind and you know, I don't think this is like just a casual fling." And then Sylvia walks in shortly after her and she's like livid and she, cause she found out what Fran did, right? She found out that she kind of snooped in on her personal life and Fran and her, they just start yelling and Fran's like, how could you do this to daddy? And then Sylvia's like, Fran, the only time your father looks at me with desire is when I'm holding a chicken, (laughs) which is a funny line. And, and she's like, and then it gets kind of serious. And she's, she's like, you know, Fran, your father doesn't talk to me anymore. And she's like, if at least he fought with me, that would be life. But but indifference, like, I, I can't live with that. And this it was, was like- very sad to me. And also I felt like um, I, I was like a little upset with Fran's reaction to this because I wanted her to be more empathetic, you know, and she really isn't like, like when my parents split, even before my parents split, I just wanted them to not fight and to be happy. So, like, if my mom had expressed, I feel unwanted and unloved and all of this, I feel like that would have, even if I was upset prior, that would have sort of kind of melted me a little bit. And I would have been like, oh, my, shit, mom, I didn't know. You know what I mean? I mean, I think she kind of comes around to that. She does at the um, end. But I also think, you know, sorry, I'm eating a little popcorn. Um, She also loves her father and she's having a very, like, emotional like childlike reaction right yes. like, we regress sometimes like i think probably like if her friend had told her this she'd have more empathy than if her own mother was because like, yes. can like be like that sometimes um and, and again I, I was like oh wow that is again like it's kind of like a lofty concept for like a sitcom to tackle like you, totally. know, this is, like, you know like like it, it would be okay if at least we were fighting but but it's the indifference um yeah. and then so it's just like fan you have no idea what i'm going through and, you know, and if you can't stay out of this, then, then I guess we have, like, nothing else to say to each other. And she leaves. And Fran is, like, devastated because she's basically like, I think I just broke up with my mom. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we cut to later that week. It's Gracie's school play. And <laughs> <laughs> this was so funny. Yeah. Well, for, like, firstly, like, uh, Niles comes out to Gracie, who's playing Neo 
Cleopatra. And uh, he's literally shaking. He like has such terrible stage right. He's so bad. <laughs> but while that's happening, we see that Fran is in the audience sitting next to Val and Sylvia is next, is on Val's other side. So like Sylvia decided to come even though she and Fran aren't talking. Right. And Fran like literally leaves, leans over to Val and like says something like, sends a passive aggressive message to her mom. She's like, you know, Val, you tell my mom like such and such. And then Sylvia sends one back. And so this petty. Woman, yeah, yeah. And then this woman behind them is like, you know, shh, quiet. And then Sylvia can't help but jump to Fran's defense, like even though they're technically not talking and they're mad at each other. And she's like, don't yell at my daughter. She's pregnant. Like, she's like, she's pregnant with my grandchildren. And then, you know, she and Fran kind of like look at each other and their faces just melt and they hold hands and they like make up. Like that's really all mm-hmm. it took. Um, and then <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> I really like this. I love this. Um, later that week, Fran approaches Maxwell in the living room and she starts talking to him. And oh, we just like oh, the, oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> oh. I thought you were gonna say the button on that scene is yet I'm going this is great but man that big kid stinks (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah she does she doesn't recognize him and think he's just a giant child yes but this next scene see I liked this then I was like it feels so out of place because they don't they do it and it's just this one scene and then they never reference it or do it again the rest of the episode and then it made me wonder really go down like a I wonder if this was like, I wonder if they wanted to take more risks like this, but they weren't allowed. And if her other shows, they do more like this could have been a whole episode and it would have been really interesting as like a different sort of vibe and shift from like what we're used to, you know, like the inner monologue. Yeah, it could have been a really interesting thing. So I I actually think I wouldn't have liked the whole episode like that. It would have gotten like tired. I just liked this as a one-off joke. It was where it was basically, so Fran approaches Max in the living room and she starts talking to him and we just hear what's going on in his head. And he's like, well, now that she's made up with her mother, she's going to try to approach her father, I'm sure. She's definitely going to want me to do something. I should make up a fake meeting to get out of it. And then like, sure enough, the second he thinks that she's like, so anyway, like, honey, will you help me out with daddy? And he literally lies. And he's like, Oh, I would darling. But like, I have a meeting. And then she kind of thinks, and she goes, uh, they called and canceled, which means (laughs) she did not care at all. Like she doesn't know that it's a fake meeting, but she still would like sabotage it. Yeah. For her own purposes. But then like this, like completely somehow like, checkmates him because and he goes oh uh, okay and then and then he's like in, in that case i'm i'm free as a bird and then as he walks away he thinks she canceled my fake meeting <laughs> <laughs> it was like so silly and he like yeah and dumb i liked like it. yeah it, it i wanted just, more and was sad yeah it was very goofy like i just mm-hmm. love the idea that like he is he was so like stumped and thrown off that she would dare cancel his fake meeting that he like also was like, oh, okay, then. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was an interesting transition scene. Like, I, they clearly had, like, the first half of the episode. Then they knew that the second half was going to be, the, the you know, the Morty stuff. And so they had this, like, little sort of bridge scene. Because nothing really happens in this scene. They just sort of set up, she's going to deal with her dad now, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it was interesting. And, and then, then the- holy mackerel, I have a lot of thoughts on Morty, we get the big Morty reveal. He I mean, walks in. He's six got years. a whole thing. Six years. Five and then and he, yeah. he uh, I don't know. 
or I was going to say six and a half, five and a half years in the making, right? We have never seen Morty for real, but the doorbell rings. She opens it. And at first he's bent over so you don't see his face, but then he stands up straight and there we have it. And he's played, by the way, by Steve Lawrence, who made an appearance as himself in The Nanny, I think in season one, when it was Steve and Edie. Oh, and oh, that's who so, that is. That's so, why he's so familiar. Okay. Yes. So Steve, yeah. So he he has actually made an appearance on the show. Now, here's my thing about all this. He was not the Morty I imagined. Not at all. And I have so many questions about how Fran Drescher portrays her TV mom versus the way she portrays her TV dad. And like, I thought it was really interesting that he is the way he is here. He's not a very likable guy. Like I always, they always sort of set him up to be distant, but like likable enough. And I don't know. So I had a different take, which is uh, this Morty had more energy, zest, um, personality. Like I always kind of imagined him as like the guy who's like honestly always eating, farting, doesn't get off the couch, kind of gross, like, you know, there but not really there. Like does like, you know, always like either watching sports or watching the TV while like life is happening around him. This guy was kind of like, you know, he had personality and he had zest and he had something to him. And I just, I wasn't expecting that based on the, you know, the daddy and the Morty that everybody talks about. Right. I don't know. I, I can see that. I agree with that. I, I didn't really like his personality. (laughs) I, I didn't mind it in and of itself. It just, it just was very like discordant with, with the, image i had of him based on based it's on also everything. really interesting how fran portrays her mom and dad so vastly different how do you mean like her mom is very involved in her life her mom is like a an important figure clearly you know what i mean she's got a lot of like you know pos- mostly positive personality traits her father is mostly absent and when he's not, he's like, quite frankly, like, kind of dumb, annoying, uh, not very emotionally intelligent. I just thought it was really interesting that that this was the first time we get to meet Morty. This is this is how we meet him. Is just from like a subconscious, like this lady's, you know, writing very, uh, uh, you know, um, she's writing like, you know, pretty close to home. I think, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Certainly in like in like Fran Fine's background and and stuff. So I just thought it was interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess I didn't find him unlikable. I think maybe we just had a different reaction to maybe. that per- that car- that personality. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, 
But so basically, you know, so Morty's there. He sits down on the couch and he's, he's almost to me, they're kind of like used car salesman vibe, right? Like, and then absolutely Fran tries to encourage him to be more romantic with Sylvia. Cause he's like, Franny, why'd you bring me over here? Like, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, you know, I, I really think you need to start putting in some more effort with ma. Yeah. Um, and he's like, it's very resistant. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, we're great. We're fine. And then she finally, like after trying to, trying to like lead him there, she just goes, daddy, like ma talk to me. She's very unhappy. And, and he kind of realizes that like, you know, okay, this is not, this is like something serious. And she basically convinces him that for their wedding anniversary that's coming up that weekend, like they should go out like Maxwell, Fran, Sylvia, Morty should all go out together to a really nice place and really try to make it special. And he, he's a little resistant to it. Cause like, he's like, I'm not into those fancy things, but oh, fine, fine. So we cut to that Saturday night. And so all four of them are out at this really nice restaurant where there's like live music playing and, and Morty, he's trying to be nice to Sylvia. Like he's trying to compliment her and she's kind of just like frustrated with him. Like almost like, why, why are you complimenting me? And like, why are you doing it now? Almost, almost as if like, you know, I've, I've waited for this for a number of years and suddenly you're doing it when I like have already gotten involved with someone else. Like, you know, she's just like, clearly having big feelings about compliments from him. And so Morty then like realizes it's not going well. And he's like, you know, Franny, this was a bad idea. You know, this just isn't me. And he like runs off. And so it's like, feels very disastrous. And Fran gets up and she goes to follow him and talks to him. And she ends up following him into the meds room. And that doctor happens to be there. Which this is- was a great twist. I gasped. I, I mean, anyway, what are the oh, odds? What are the terrible. odds that it's, it's Sylvia's husband and her lover in the same I loved men's it. room? It was so juicy. It was such a fantastic scene. I love the <sighs> dynamic. I love the way the doctor handled everything, quite frankly. I thought it made him out to be like a really nice, emotionally intelligent man. It was great writing. He's fantastic. a classic. He's a classic. I really act. liked it. He, he is. He is. I also thought Fran looked absolutely stunning in this scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, so basically, you know, they're in the bathroom and Fran is trying to convince Morty to fight for Sylvia. He's, she's like, he's, she's like, you gotta do more than this. You gotta do better. And, um, the doctor like looks like he kind of inserts himself in the situation because, oh, because he, he says something that makes it clear that he knows Fran. And then, um, Morty's like, who's this guy? Like, and she's like, oh, uh, this is a, this is Ma's doctor uh, and like kind of, but like doesn't reveal like the real relationship behind that. And then the doctor, he just goes, you know, y- you should be careful because, because someday someone is going to swoop in and, and say, and do all the things that, and he kind of like pauses and he's like, that she really wants from you. And, mm. and he walks out and I just wrote, that was such mm-hmm. a sweet and generous moment, you know, yeah, and really also self-aware, like, that he, he kind of knows in his heart of hearts that the only reason she's straying is because she's really craving more from her husband. Yeah. Um, also, did you get the Peter Mark Jacobson sighting? I did. I saw. It, I, he's yeah. like a little Hitchcock popping yes. up in scenes. He, he When Fran is going into the bathroom, she like bumps into him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it. It was so fun. And so after this, this, this actually was a bit tough for me to watch because it was just that's so out of nowhere. But so Morty goes back to the yeah. table and, and he sits down and he tells Sylvia that he loves her. 
and that he just doesn't know what he can do to make her understand how he feels. And this is a, some great acting from Renee Taylor. She it was very serious, spectacular, not played for laughs. Nope. It really showcased what she can do. But she starts to cry, and she's like, you know, I just don't feel special anymore, and I feel like our <laughs> life together, like there's no more surprises. <laughs> Okay, and then and then Morty goes, oh, yeah? How do you like this for a surprise? Oh, is for... And he starts singing. And the, 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 the in-restaurant musicians that are there and who have been sort of playing music throughout this scene start playing with him. So here's my headcanon is he came out of the bathroom and he went over to the musicians and he was like, I'm going to give you a signal. And when I give you this signal, can you play this song? And then he gave him like a hundred bucks and he set it up to surprise her. No, I think, I think, no. If you rewatch that scene, when she says there are no more surprises, he's like, no, no surprises. Well, uh, uh, well, and then he like decides he's going to do it right then. No, that That's was how- acting. That was part of the bit. He set it all so. up. Yeah, it was he was trying to say he's like, oh yeah, uh, 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 what about <laughs> well, this? But also, and then he's like, I'm so smooth and I'm singing to you, I, baby. I got a different cool, read on it. Woody, look at me go. <laughs> well, also, I was like, wow, they never, they've never set up in canon that Morty has the no. voice of an angel. An angel, an absolute angel. Yeah, and it was they, very cute. Yeah, and they get out there and they start dancing together and there's yep. probably so much love between them. And that was it. And so here's the only thing. And I hate yeah. being in I hate nitpicking because I do I love this. I love so much about this episode. But I think it just didn't land for me because this felt like this big resolution um for these two characters that, that we've known for six seasons, but we actually haven't known one of them at all. And so it, it just, I don't know. It was like really weird. Like if Morty had been a character for, for five and a half years, and then we found out that Sylvia had strayed and then they ended it like this, I'd be like, Oh my gosh. But I was sort of like, I don't know. I don't even know how to feel. I don't know. Morty. I actually think, I think you're right, but I actually think they didn't even need to do it five years. I think if, throughout this season we had gotten to know morty and seen morty and sylvia sort of kind of drifting as this season went and then that led to this whatever 15 episodes in and then we got like the last two episodes i think it would have felt more earned but it genuinely came out of nowhere last episode and then is quickly resolved in a half hour in this episode and yeah i think you feel that Kind of, you feel the the how rushed it feels, mm-hmm. um, and maybe some of that's a byproduct of watching it all, um, like in one, you know, like. Although I don't know, because I, I let a week go by between episodes, and mm. and it still it did feel like, wow, they set that up and resolved it in two episodes, mm-hmm. crazy. Stay calm, baby. Um, it's all resolved. Well, then- but not always, because you know, uh, there's other things that this show has done that they've dragged out or they've built throughout a season i mean even the pregnancy you know that's true so i don't know that's true but i guess they were like well how much time can we really devote to france parents um domestic marriage true (laughs) true and then the button on this episode is niles is reading a bad review of his performance in the school paper Uh, and then maxwell literally yells at him to get over it which i love (laughs) and niles follows him out of the room and he's like do you think my British accent sounds fake? 
<laughs> which is very meta because his is a fake British accent for the show. I also my no one of my notes for the next episode is Niles' accent's been a little wonky. This <gasps> oh my god, I have the same exact note. I yeah. was going to ask you about it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. All right. Well, on that note, I think it might be time for a little something that we call segments. <gasps> segments. <laughs> and now segments. Are we ready for segments? We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, all right, so segment time. Segments. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was perfect for this episode. Right? I thought that was a perfect little swing in one. And I got a great one for next episode, too. I'm very excited. We're firing on all cylinders today. Mm-hmm. So we should get into favorite lines and moments. Um, <laughs> I had... <sighs> Okay, Max's I'm European speech is really good uh, in the very beginning where he's like, <laughs> listen, you Americans, you're a little too uptight about sex stuff. It was like just so perfect coming from that character. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I just loved it. Um, I also liked Niles saying, um, you're just terrified that someone in this house is going to have more talent than you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then Sylvia screaming, "Why are you doing this to to Fran? Why are you doing this to me? I've never interfered in your personal life." <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, I loved when uh when the doctor hit Fran's knee and she smacks him on the head. <laughs> yes, and I really, I there actually was a Morty line that made me laugh really hard. So he's at the he's at the mansion. He's had this whole exchange with Fran, and he's like, "Okay, I'll take your mother." Blah blah blah. So Fran gets up and leaves. Niles comes in. It's the day after the play, and Morty just goes, "Heard you laid a big egg last night," <laughs> which basically means like you, basically means like you took a dump. Yep. You just it's great. You screwed up. <laughs> just, you just that, ruined it. That, you know, that, that's kind of the Morty that I imagined. Like kind of crass. Yes. Kind of like, you know, not sensitive in any way. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of who we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. What's next? Yiddish? Gnug. 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 Hey, good morning, Gnug. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Gnug and good luck. Uh, Good morning, good nug, and good night. (laughs) Good nug, science. No, good nug, Vietnam. (laughs) All right, we got to stop. It's so stupid. Okay, so for nanny trivia. So Joe Bologna, I hope I'm saying that correctly. So as we know, he was Renee Taylor's real-life husband. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we in previous nanny trivia, we talked about how they actually wrote and starred in the Broadway show Love and Other Strangers on Broadway. And then they were nominated for an Academy Award for screenplay adaptation, which is so cool. But what I don't think are new is that um, they met when he was directing a commercial in New York and she came in and auditioned for it. Wow. And she didn't get the role, but she snagged she, a husband. She certainly got on that casting couch. <laughs> oh, well, but here's the thing. They were married for 47 years. Wow. God until bless he, Yeah. Until he I died, wish. Yeah. Well, until he died of pan- pancreatic cancer in 2017. Oh. 
I was going to say, I hope that's what happens to Elizabeth and I, but I take it back now. <laughs> I should have let you finish. <laughs> I don't want to die at, uh, of pancreatic cancer. Oh, but uh, how delightful. I, 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 only, <clears throat> I only hope I can get uh, 40 years. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I got to, it's not that, I mean, I only got to live to be like 85. Yeah, that's doable. That's so not, it's like doable, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, probably not with my lifestyle, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it would be doable in theory for some people. Doable for someone who wasn't a lazy piece of shit that never <laughs> stood up or walked or moved and ate only garbage. And oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not for you, but yeah. for someone. <laughs> for someone, you, for sure. It's um, a lovely dream. Um, so the <laughs> Fran or the CC. Highly mm. related to Fran because I cannot help but get involved and try to control situations. But I also related to Sylvia. I think the heart is fickle. And I think um, I really do. Again, why I say this is so French, you know, in a way, because there wasn't really like judgment cast on what was happening. It was more like about the internal emotions of what like lead to the action, um, yeah. which I, I liked and appreciated. And I was like, hey, I would hope someone would be as generous to me. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... It's going to feel like a cop-out, and it kind of is, but I um, I really related to Gracie this episode because she was no drama and yet killed it in the school play, and I also was good in school plays. But you were tons of drama, I bet. I was not. I was such an You're easygoing young man. Kid. Yeah, well, I mean, I was good in the sense that like I was I did not do bad things. I like the only trouble I ever got into is because I couldn't not in like raise my I did I didn't raise my hand. That was it. That was my <gasps> big sin in in school, my school years was he done he never raises his hand. And then they would get mad at me and they would go go stand in the hallway and I go, "Well, that feels humiliating." And also I'm not going to learn anything out there. <laughs> it does seem pretty counterproductive. Just then to get outside. Go sit in the hallway, they used to say. I, I hated it. Sit in the hallway. Okay, I'll go sit in the school hallway now. Goodbye, I guess. <laughs> Man. Jeez. God, wow. What a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> um, well, listen. I think that this was a great episode. I really liked it. I had a, a few problems, but it was good to see the... I liked the substance of it. I liked what it was about. I liked the themes. I liked the storyline. I wish that it didn't happen in such a condensed manner because I do think it felt a little rushed. Um, but overall, I, I really liked it. That's my mm-hmm. final thought. Yeah. It was also a really nice I like change of pace. Not that this season has not... No, this season has not been boring or repetitive, but it felt fresh. Like, oh, something yeah. we haven't seen before. I agree. Um, and we always want to know what you think. So please don't hesitate to find us online. We are at oh Mr. Chef Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, you can email us, as some people do, at omrsheffieldpodcast at gmail.com. And before we sign off here, I'll just real quick, I wanted to uh, uh, shout out to Christina, who uh, is a, a longtime listener of the show and is getting sad, uh, just like me, that we're nearing the end. And she really hopes Fran does the podcast, which <laughs> us too, Christina. Um, and she also has a suggestion and says maybe once we finish the series, we could do a few more episodes where maybe we 
you know, rewatch favorite episodes or we talk about our top 10 favorite moments or even characters, performances. Um, listen, I, she then adds, uh, I don't know. I'm just desperately clinging onto this podcast for all the content it can give as it's one of my favorite shows. So listen, we, uh, we are not going to go away forever. We'll figure something out. I don't know what's going to happen. The future is unknown as it should be. And my therapist would say, not every thought is important and that future thoughts are bad. So don't stress too much about the future. Let's all stay in the present. And the present is this episode is over, but we will see you again in mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. We'll meet again someday. And now segments. Are we ready for segment? We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, segment? All right, so segment time. Segments. Mm -hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>